All right, we'll just get started then. So I want to start with a question about your goals and expectations in your role, you know, what they have been throughout and as you're just implementing these really innovative projects. Um, well, great. Well, thanks um, for uh, speaking with me today. I always love talking about our work at the Cleveland Museum of Art. So um, as my job as digital information officer, uh, it's uh, to create uh, sort of directly from the description, awe-inspiring iterative digital projects um, that support a vision of innovation, technology, audience engagement, um, and digital transformation. And uh, I started at the museum in 2010 and uh, in the middle of a $320 million building project. Um, and uh, when I, I honestly was super excited to take the job because of one of the projects was what is currently known as Artlands Gallery. Um, so uh, Artlands Gallery has been sort of a proof of concept for our complete digital strategy at the museum. And I say that in that it's important that anything we create is iterative, that it is something that we learn from and build upon. Um, we also take very seriously that we, um, and we, everything we've gotten kind of better at doing, but um, that we're a data-driven organization, that we make uh, our decisions based on um, the data. And combined with, we're one of the very lucky institutions that we have an evaluation team. And we work with evaluation, not only on um, when projects um, have uh, concluded and they do, um, in fact, for Artlands Gallery in 2017, they did a uh, evaluation. They had got a grant to do an evaluation with Rockwell. And it was there that they found that people, um, you know, self-reported. There was a lot of really interesting things. And it's a study that's on our website. And I completely um, encourage people to go look at it. But um, what they ended up using Artlands as a case study, but their real goal was to give people the best practices in evaluating digital. And that's something that we really didn't have when we opened Gallery One in 2012. Uh, and then the other um, really important thing, the thing that I probably talk about the most is um, that uh, there's one source of truth that we don't create interactives with um, a standalone CMS so that the content goes out of date or someone has to keep updating it because no one has time in the museum. Everyone always has wearing multiple hats, has a lot to do, and they quickly get out of date. So everything pulls from our backend systems, our, our collection-based activities um, pull from our, our digital asset management systems that pull directly all the metadata from our collection systems. We have sort of a middleware um, layer in between for all sort of uh, different types of assets that are, you know, that help run a lot of the different types of games that are composition-based or purpose-based or um, emotion and gesture-based. And so there we are building a backend that honestly makes what is a digital label, like um, the, the contents there and the creativity to what that can be is the future. So, um, by doing this, it's also um, 
organically matches what the museum is doing. So when something goes on view or off view or to conservation or on loan, it's reflected immediately everywhere. Our systems update every 15 minutes. So be it um, becoming open access, be it something, a date change, um, a new didactic, anything, it goes directly to everywhere that object is in, in, if, in, in what, whatever game or activity or collection online it's in as well. Wow, so you guys really integrate digital into everything. It's very comprehensive. Yes, and I, I mostly, when we talk to museums, I talk about sort of the visitor-centric art, making art accessible to all. Um, our mission is um, creating transformative experiences for the benefit of all forever. It's a very lofty statement, but they made it in 1916. And I, I, my whole entire team takes that statement very seriously. Um, so I do talk, focus on the collection side, but this strategy is on um, our business applications as well for our membership, our visitors, our donors, um, that things are, everything is integrated so that um, there is, again, one sense of truth and one place to update the phone number and one place to, you know, uh, understand, um, especially if a donor's artwork is on view, that's that connection, you know, that philanthropy team wants to know that. And so how do we connect those, those systems? So it's always been about um, integration. And then we are very about the infrastructure regarding um, uh, the support, support of the building, the Wi-Fi, um, our cybersecurity, our storage. Uh, we have created a document called, um, that we iterate on all the time. It's our policies from um, creating, using, and preservation of all our digital assets. Um, we have uh, within that, it's how do we, um, our digital imaging processing, you know, what are the rules to, how do you photograph an object when you have something as complex as a tea set? Um, you know, we used to have an image of the entire tea set, um, sometimes different um, parts of the tea set, maybe the teapot is was taken, but now we have a, real way that um, every object, there's a record for every part of an object. So if you have a sugar bowl, a creamer, and a teapot on a platter, those are our four like major components, but then the, the teapot has a lid and a bottom, the creamer has a lid and a bottom, and those become the parts of the components and then the whole object together. And then there's also related objects, like um, the whole thing is on a special table that you know, it might have a table that it's associated with, but that's a separate object. But we've really gotten into how do we count these objects? How do we display these objects? Especially like even with portfolios, um, we, you wanna keep the cover of the portfolio, but there could be a hundred um, uh, artworks within it from multiple artists. Um, only a few are on view at a time. And so again, even thinking about how do we digitize it? How do we catalog it? How do we preserve it? All helps in then um, letting people who are thinking about the interactives or the ways to engage, we already have a backend in place. So we're not thinking, how are we gonna make this work? Wow. So you mentioned a lot of really important elements that go into all of your projects at the museum, including like the evaluation team and 
a mission that fits that. Are there any other key elements to a successful museum that, you know, puts on successful digital projects? Yeah, and that's a, I mean, it really is collaboration and teamwork. And it's also, and I'm not going to pretend that's always easy. Um, but we have had a decade of practice. And so we do have a regular, a team that meets regular that has communications on it. Um, it has education interpretation on it. It has uh, design. Uh, it has the technology backend. It has applications. It has um, us, the, the team leading it, digital. Um, and uh, uh, I'm forgetting, uh, but exhibitions, depending if it's an object for an exhibition. Uh, and people come in and uh, there's a group and depending on the projects and the agenda, certain people come and certain people um, come when it's projects they're working on. Uh, this way, Everybody knows what we're doing. When I first came to the museum, there was a lot of um, departments doing their own projects, you know, and there's, the, you know, museums, there's never enough resources or enough people. And so if um, this is just a made up example, but if, uh, if advancements trying to make their, or philanthropy is making their own app and, you know, education wants an app and membership wants a, you know, digital card, if everyone's doing their own thing, we just know the visitor A doesn't want to download three things. But also we can't manage that. So by knowing what everybody's needs are, like we have a form people fill out, we then discuss what is the scope. And sometimes it's in parts, like maybe initially we need to have uh, it be, uh, you know, be something that members can quickly scan to get in, you know, get a discount. Maybe that's where we start. But we know, we already know that where we're going and we can think largely about the project, but know that we're doing it in stages and deploying it in stages. Um, and especially this last, last year, uh, once uh, our museum closed last March, uh, the composition of the digital innovation um, collaborative team changed because now everybody was doing everything. All of a sudden, all of our events are you know, our monthly dance parties, our um, academic symposiums, our everything was going online. And so we had to add uh, more, more people to the group, but then we made subdivisions so that, you know, live events would have weekly meetings versus um, uh, video uh, uh, creation would have their own meetings. And there would be a bigger meeting where people knew the dates of the release and how are they going to work with um, communications. So without us working together like that, it would have been mayhem. But we were actually really lucky that um, I think mentally it was hard that we were all of a sudden switching. We were all doing all these projects for new exhibitions and we were all moving to home. But um, it was actually an opportunity to us to get more people to use our platforms that we've set up and to really work together and to um, understand that um, by bringing all our expertise to the table, we were only going to create um, create quicker, more um, more efficiently, more productively, but also like we did things, um, new things during a time where we were just trying to keep the museum going. So um, it was a it was a successful year. Um, during a hard time, but um, a lot of experimentation. And we added weekly, every meet, every week, we go over 
every single thing from live events to videos to new products we made to games and go over all to the website. We look at the analytics and um, we use Tableau to sort of make visualizations. So everyone's looking at, oh, that seems to be working or putting things on the front page doesn't matter, but the actual um, changing the navigation does matter or um, people really like, you know, they are clicking on a box that's four, four down that because it's, you know, less words, more image or, you know, and we kept looking at things and experimenting, doing a lot of A-B testing. And we've really learned a lot where uh, the, our website, uh, the amount of visitors coming to our website site when the museum closed lowered, but the amount of people going to our collection online you know, went up 157% over the year. And that was after a year we had a new collection online and open access, which was our highest year. So we, we it was great for Cleveland Museum of Art because um, it kind of leveled the playing field. It didn't matter that we're not an East Coast museum or, you know, that we're in the middle of that. Well, we're in, in Ohio. It actually, we had resources that people were going to and using. And it was about what tool sets are easily available for students, for teachers, for, um, for families that were struggling, like, you know, and making um, activities that we did something just to like bring all the workers that are working at home and not having those water cooler moments, you know, and having those, those fun collaborative, you know, in-persons. We have a, uh, it's called Art Lens for Slack, but a, a daily exhibition that work groups across the world are, are using that each day they get a prompt that's relative to what's going on in the world. And at the end of the day, um, there's an exhibition with everybody in the group who played that day. And it really, um, it's one of the few things I think ever that our team has continued to play over 365 days now. Well, it's only Monday through Friday, so minus the weekends. Oh, wow, that's great. Um, and you guys are, you've been embracing technology for a while. And I think a lot of people are having to now because of the circumstances. But, you know, I wonder, do you face any hesitation from any people about when you implement projects? They're like, I'm not so sure about using digital. And how do you help to calm them on this and help them see that it can be really, um, it can really supplement things? Yeah. Um that's a great question. And, um, you know, from the beginning, when I came, my very first week of work, when the project, which became Gallery One, was, a, you know, there were multiple people who came up to me and was like, oh, this is going to take away our credibility. Technology distracts from our art. We have a highly vetted um, collection. And so I felt strongly the more we're transparent about the process, the more, and the more we have people involved in the process, the more we had buy-in and people involved. And when I say people, from the staff to the board, to the director, um, to visitors, you know, we had diehard visitors who I think it might've sound scary that we're, we were adding a technology space when you first walk in. But again, our goals were to um, make museums less intimidating. 
we're a free museum. Um, and so by wanting our entire community to come in was really important. And it really is about giving people the tool sets to look closer, dive deeper and feel comfortable in the collection. And to uh, and we've learned how to do that better over the years. You know, when we used to have a uh, the first space, there's sort of three spaces in Artlands Gallery. And the first space was um, called Studio Play. And it was, it was a very creative space where parents, um, really with kids four and under, mostly hung out. And uh, there were blocks and puzzles. There were two digital games. But it actually deterred other people from going in the whole space, where it was really an intergenerational space. And it wasn't actually driving people to the galleries. They were using it as a decomposed place. Like as a mom, I can check my phone or as a dad, I can my three kids doing this. And those are good spaces. But what was hard was to say, we weren't making our goal doing this. And so when we redid it in 2016, there were people, even some staff members who were, who were against that. But by changing it to be designed for the digital native, and caretakers being engaged in the actual tools, like our big Zoom wall where your body becomes a big magnifying glass and you can be with your four-year-old and your 80-year-old, you know, and you both are exploring it together. You know, when you see it in the gallery, you have a conversation. I mean, and we had engagement. There was once I saw this woman, she was about 80. That's what I was just thinking about. And there's a five-year-old and they were just laughing and, so I, I said, oh, is this your grandmother? And I saw the woman's face and I was like, oh, you know, maybe she's younger. You know, like I was like, oops. And then she was like, no, we've never met. I'm Emily. And I was like, this is awesome. Um, and people and the stats and the evaluations, we have proven that if you um, spend 10 minutes or more in Artlands Gallery, you spend 30 minutes to an hour longer in the galleries. And that was our goal, to get people into the galleries. If you go to Artlands once and you never come back, that's okay if you're going into the galleries. Um, but that's not what we're seeing happening. People really, there's something for everyone and we really bring people in either through sort of giving them Art 101, like understanding composition and um, the purpose of an object and the symbolism of an object, or those just getting um, just getting getting used to the collection, just seeing it and studying it either through creative um, creations or through you know the zoom wall or the reveal wall. And then there's our collection wall, which has not changed. I mean, we've updated the technology, but it's not changed what it does. And that you can any object on view at any time is there. You can touch it. It saves to your app, and it will take you exactly in the gallery where it is. You can also create your own tour um, and we highlight personalized tours in the when you first walk in so you can even see other people's tours that they're making and people are super creative like um, I just saw one recently where it's all these portraits of of, um, of young uh, people and it says like the name of the tour was teenage angst you know and these are just visitors making things up um, so and uh, so personalization was another real important part to, um, to how we think about technology. And I guess what I, I would say, your question was, is it hard? <laughs> and I went totally off topic. 
I would say collaboration is we actually have a great team now of people that all believe in this. And I think this last year has made us a even tighter and stronger work group. So, um, and people saw the value of the tools for what they needed. Even like that we had gotten everybody in cloud-based. I mean, we were using Teams before the pandemic. And so the, the transition wasn't as hard as it was for other institutions. But there's always, you know, new projects. And this is, again, to answer the original question, we are always doing new things and, and, um, and we're always looking at what we've done and pushing, you know, we're always disrupting what we have to take it to another level. And that's uncomfortable for people, you know, and that always will be. But our process has gotten to a point where, uh, you know, you're always going to have people think differently and um, sort of argue their point of view, but that makes it better. And we have real discussions about the project where I think 10 years ago, it was about um, who owns it, you know, which is not a productive conversation, you know, a, a needed conversation, but it just was more about kind of turf wars. And now it's really about how do we do this better? How do we make sure that all audiences, how do we make it from one voice to multi voices, you know? And really, we're really struggling and working now on really what is inclusive design? What is accessibility? How do we make this really um, for all people? And so I would say it's hard, but we are, I, I feel that it's, we're successful now. But we're, we're doing a a uh, exhibition in the fall, a scholarly exhibition that there'll be more out about it. Um, but it's really hard. It's our first exhibition that four of the six galleries will be using digital to tell this story. And um, everybody's really excited about it. But of course, two years ago, that was, that was, you know, there was again that worry that it would take away the credibility of this amazing, these amazing um, sculptures instead of like, these are the tools that are gonna help all sort of understand the conservation of these objects and more, so. Wow, that's incredible. It sounds like you guys have a really great environment for developing digital even further for museums. Yeah, I, this year was actually really an opportunity. I mean, no one wanted this year, but there was a silver lining for how the museum works um, and uses digital and mm -hmm. I think it was it was a, it was really valuable. I think it really pushed a lot of organizations further, which is exciting to see. Yeah, like no longer the question is it useful. It's just like how can we make it more useful? How can we use it to better our missions and our goals in projects and exhibitions and um, and I, the other thing I just am so grateful is that we had done our open access to our collection and done a best practice and really pushed it to, uh, to be able to have people use in multiple ways the year before. And that was vital for us being successful last year. So that when people ask, when other museums ask, you know, what's your suggestion for how do you guys have been able to do this and support this? Um, I would say one is digi 
digitizing your collection and really, again, having policies and procedures and standards so that you're doing it in the right way. Um, you know, working on your back end and your applications, but um, also having an open access collection is vital to it. And then I didn't really talk about it, but the other part of my team that's also vital is the support. You know, we have ArtLens Text in the space. We have a director on my team who supports services for in-house, for our help desk, and as well as visitors. And that is vital to things always staying, um, making everything's working. So there's never a black screen when you come in. It's, it's working and they're also noticing if there's any issue of content issue, they can immediately, we have a whole process so that the backend team can quickly fix something. Or they also see where visitors struggle or where visitors have um, suggestions and they bring that to our next development meeting. So if the eyes are on people actually using it and that's vital too. Wow, you've got a great team there, it sounds like. I'm really excited to see what you guys put out further in the future too, it's exciting. Yeah, please come visit. <laughs> I'm in Michigan. It's on my museum bucket list. So as soon as things are all clear again, that's where I'll be. <laughs> oh, great. Well, let me know and I'll give you a behind the scenes tour. That would be amazing. Thank you so much for giving me your time today and all of your insight. This has been so fascinating. Thank you, Mary. This was great. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank right. you. Thank Bye. you. Bye.